you want to do the intro or do I want to do the intro? Right. So welcome to another episode of Eat Chit and Dice, a fortly, fortnightly podcast about board games and sometimes food. I am Jondi, and with me, as always, is... Me. Uh, me is Jared. Um, and this week we're talking about... Um, <laughs> how does your... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> how does your butthole grow? Yeah. That's I, literally... <laughs> that's literally what Jared said. Um, anyway, uh, we're talking no, about hold farm on, games. Hold on, hold on. Garden, I think is the word I meant to use. It, it is. Um, so how does your garden grow? Uh, we're talking about farm games. Uh, maybe even not quite as literally is also what I wrote. Right. So <laughs> what I does was, that mean? Yeah. Um, anyway, so I was looking up farm games on BGG to see if there were like any games I really liked that we had missed since um, I had only played four of these games that we put on the list. And I found some really weird ones on the mm-hmm. list that I really don't feel like qualify at all all as farm games yeah above and below was one of them um well there is farming you can do as an action to get food well yeah but i still don't feel like (laughs) that makes it a farm themed game like i was looking up farm themed it has farming in the game doesn't make it a farm themed game i mean i love above and below i don't disagree it's not a farm themed game well what is a farm themed game uh scoville Right, but how is that farm themed? Because, because there's you're no farming. Right, but there's no farm. It's a community garden. It's still. It's I a, mean, I put this on the list, so right, I mean, so I don't know why I'm arguing game. against it. But okay, we called it. How does your garden grow? So gardening right. and farming games. Then. Yeah, and well, this is in quotes farm games. Right, whatever. But I so, also there's some that I crossed out because I didn't want to go into them. If you want to listen to us talk about Agricola or Agricola, all creatures big and small, or Caverna or Puerto Rico or any of those other heavy heavier Euro games that everybody's talked about for the last 15 years. Um, we're not going to do it. Nope. I haven't even Johnny played doesn't it. like Agricola. I haven't even played it. See, it's, I, I suspect it's not a game for me. Well, no, it's probably not. But like, these are things that should be, it, if you're doing a podcast about this kind of games, this kind of games, you're already going to talk about Agricola or Caverna or Puerto Rico. I'm not going to waste my time and your time by droning on about it. And especially since John D doesn't play those kinds of games very much. Um, I, I don't think that would be fun to talk about because I would just be like, Oh yeah, I really like Agricola where you can choose, you can, you know, you have a couple of actions that you can do. And sometimes you can, you know, when you make a new family member and you choose not to feed them, who cares? Who cares? I don't want to do that. Do you want to do that? No, nobody wants to do that. So we're going to talk about Scoville, a game that we've talked about a hundred times. Right, right. <laughs> uh, that's not really true. I mean, we talk about it occasionally, but we don't talk about it all the time. In fact, most of the time when we talk about it, I only talk about that time that I wrecked my car. And uh, I'm not going to tell that story again either. Instead, Johnny and I recently played Scoville and... It was a lot of fun. Recently? I, it was like a year ago. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say recently, but every time we play Scoville, we have a good time. <laughs> um, fun fact about Scoville. There is one spot. Yeah, I know where it is. Yeah, I do too. There's one spot on the Scoville board where, that, where the pepper spot where you, where you put the pepper on it is smaller than all the rest of them. So the peppers used to be a smaller size. Did they? Yes. That, that was my understanding of what happened. 
All I know is that a friend of ours that worked on the game, it irritates the crap out of him because he knows exactly where it is because he worked on the game. And so every time he looks at it, he just like wants to flip it because he's like. Mm -hmm. So that's a fun fact that it's it's like on the bottom right quadrant of the board. Um, Here's another fun fact about Scoville. It's not colorblind friendly. It is definitely (laughs) not. Definitely not. I don't know if that's a fun fact or just a fact in general. Right. I mean, it would be, I can't even think of a good way that you could make that one colorblind friendly though. I mean, there's just some games that you can't make colorblind friendly and that Mm. is one of them. I can think of a way, but it wouldn't be practical. How, how would you do it? Well, you'd have to put like a symbol. You'd have to like silk screen or, or sticker something onto like onto all the red the ones would be have yeah. like a star or something like that because yeah, they're already you could do it um you know they're already different sizes I mean, that's so true. you could be like oh the small star is red and right it, it's not practical it could be done yeah i mean technically they're small sizes so if you re- if you're colorblind and you really 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 wanted to play you could muddle through it but it would not be pleasant well if you're red green colorblind i think it's probably okay but if you're because they're different sizes. Yeah, if you're completely colorblind, it would well, be yeah. difficult. I can't imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but wow. <laughs> well, we got off on that one. But uh Scoville is a game where you are trying to ha- have a chili cook-off. Yes. So not a farming game. Uh, you know what? I honestly feel like for me, the chili cook-off part is a slightly secondary part. I mean, I know it's you know, honestly, the farming peppers is the more fun part of the game for me. Um, well, you're supposed to save up your peppers and trade them in for recipes. And which I do. It sort of makes sense. Look, the, the theme of this game and the mechanics of the game don't really make sense. No, not really. <laughs> but it's a really fun game. It is. It's super fun. I like it. But, you know, you're you're like you're farming peppers in order to make recipes. Uh, to compete in the chili cook-off. Yeah. So I think where the game kind of falls apart is the chili cook-off part. So, you know, making the recipes is great, but it kind of falls apart after that. So, and it kind of falls apart. Like you end up, there's a daytime part and a nighttime part, and I'm usually kind of done playing by the time you get to the nighttime part, like over it. That's fair. So. That is fair. I mean, I never quit, but by the time it gets to the nighttime part, I'm like, eh, the game could be over now and I'd be okay with it. So. And sometimes for a short game, you can just play the first phase. Yeah. And yeah. call it at that. I mean, it's not. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It doesn't always game. feel as good. Yeah. But you can do it. Yeah, you could. So, but it's a good game. And uh, there's an expansion, the Scoville Labs. Yep, Labs. Expansion that I think. It doesn't really add a lot to the game. I don't... I actually prefer it without the expansion. Yes. There, I mean, there are parts of the expansion that are worth having, um, but I don't... For the most part, I prefer it without the expansion, though. There are some games that the expansions just are needlessly... They they just add a lot of fat to a game, and that kind of Scoville Labs is one of them. I understand what you're saying. So... Haha, ha, fat. It's a chili game. Oh, yeah. No, you you don't. You want to use lean meat in yeah, your you chili. Do. You do. Because otherwise. Your uh, chili gets kind of greasy. And yeah. Chill. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. You should use lean meat in your, in your chili. <laughs> so uh, moving on. 
Another yes. another TMG game, actually. Um, yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? Yeah. Even though it's it's Homo Sapiens Lab, but yeah, it's yeah. But Taste they of did publish also, it. Yeah, they did publish this yeah. one. Um, so Dairyman. Yes. Which is also, also not a farming game. Not exactly, it's but there's cows. Milk game. There's cows and, and yeah, milk cow, and cheese. Yeah, well, you know, cows are part of a farm, and right. the 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 and separate and places cheese. are called like barns. Right, and milk and cheese and ice cream comes from cows. So Dairyman can be. Milk and cheese and ice cream comes from cows. Like, milk comes from cows, and you make cheese and ice cream from milk. What are you talking about? Did you not know that, Jerry? <laughs> yes. <cl> <laughs> yeah, no, I knew. <laughs> did you know chocolate milk comes from brown cows? Yes, that I did know. Okay. And you get a milkshake by shaking up a shaking cow. Shaking up a yeah. cow. Did you know Oreos come from the black and white cows? Um, no, that's not true, because Oreos are vegan. Oh, okay, okay. So... <laughs> Got you there, huh? Uh, yes, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Oreos uh, generally. I don't know about all the crazy flavors. I don't. I mean, I don't check. Um, but at least regular Oreos are allegedly vegan, vegan friendly. I don't understand how that would be the case. I don't know, but this is the kind of have milk in them. But okay, this is the kind of hard cookie facts that you listen to this podcast for. <laughs> we do talk about sometimes food. Yeah. So <laughs> these are hard hitting facts, folks. Yep, you know it. Oof. Wow. So anyway, Dairy Man. What are we talking about, Dairy Man? Dairy Man. It's a it's a dice it's a dice game. And yeah, I it's like, a press your luck dice game. And I like press your luck games, and I like dice games. So Dairy Man is like super fun, and I can't believe I actually don't own the game. So um, I should change that. Probably. I really should change that. Does do they still ha do they even still sell it? I don't. Yeah. I need to go to their booth at Gen Con and get that. Gen Con's coming up soon. Yes. Super. We'll both be there. And um, same deal as last year. If you come up and harass Jondi at the booth, she'll give you money. Uh, Isn't that what we did last year? Isn't that what we told people um, that you would give them money? I won't be at the same booth. I will not give you money, but I will not be at the same booth um, as I was last year. I'll be at the Mayday Games booth in the, um, in a, so in a completely different part. I will not give you money if you come harass I don't me. remember what we told people you would do. I don't know. I think last year you tried to tell them I'd give them a free copy of Buffy or something. Uh, maybe. But um, I will not give you money. I will not give you anything um, at all. But <laughs> I will I will say not even hi. Like, like a glare? Um, I will smile at you and say I'm really glad that you listened to our podcast. All right. So if you want uh, Johnny to give you a dollar. Uh, no. A dollar fifty. And um, a smile and a genuine thank you. And I will give you a, a sales demo pitch. copy of Buffy. I will give you a sales pitch to buy Mayday's awesome new game. Which one? Uh, Bad Doctor. Bad Doctor. Well, that's not a farm game, so we can't talk about it's it. It's not a farm game, but it's super fun anyway. But anyway, that's my little sales pitch. Dairyman? <laughs> um, anyway, so Dairyman is a dice. It's a pressure luck dice game, and I really like dice games. So again, I need to buy it at Gen Con because it's been out for like a couple of years now. And I haven't bought it, and I don't know why. But uh, yeah, so you have to you roll all the dice, and then you lock a set of dice that equals exactly ten, like yes. ten pips. Um, I think, I think it's up to three dice at a time. Yeah, because you can't something like that. Like you can't use all the dice, so you can't be like, oh, I'm going to use all these dice to get to yeah. ten. You can't. So sometimes you're going to go. You you it can't it can't be more than ten. Yeah. So sometimes you won't have a full 10. And then you have to, you trade those in, uh, like there's different tiles that are like 10, 20, 30, 40, and you trade in your pips. 
mm-hmm. for different qualities of milk. Yep. That you can then you upgrade to cheese or ice cream. Tiles, yeah, and then you get the you red dye, which yes, is the shame dye. Yes. It's it's a really good game. It's really I'm sorry, solid. a it's it's a snow token. I did not remember that it was a snow token. But anyway, it's it's a really great game. Um it's really solid and you know, sometimes dice games kind of fall short of being a good game, but this is not one of those games. It's just really solid. It's really so. fast too. It's like a twenty minute game. Once you get to know it, like the first time you play it, it takes a little bit longer. But then once you really get to know it, it plays really quick, and it's a lot of fun. Um, we played it the first time. I think just me and Cat played it while you were putting together. Yeah, your... while I was building my broken token stuff. Yes, um, mm-hmm. I have... that was at Geekway like two years ago. Yeah, I have a cat in my lap. Well, he's not really. Ow. Yeah. Um, it's not really in your lap. Not now. He's on my shoulders. So yeah. He wants to use you to jump up. I think he did this last last time, last yeah. episode. Okay. Well, anyway, um, I forget if we even talked about Dairy Man. We did, but okay. Well, that's fine. Let's that's <laughs> what we've been talking about. Like we just talked about how you play it, locking in the dice. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure there was something else I want, like something pithy that I had to say about it, but it got interrupted by this cat. So, oh, well, he is, um, okay. Well, he's just going on an adventure here, isn't he? Oh, oh he's walk. rubbing on the microphone, walking on your computer, and he's back on your shoulders. All right, great. Color commentary about the kitty cat. Oh, he's going, <laughs> he is going to sleep. <laughs> Farmageddon. Farmageddon. There's, what, like three versions of this? There's the original Farmageddon, and then there's the Farm Fresh edition, which is like the reboot that he made when he wanted to like rebalance it. Um, yeah, yep, that's right. And uh, I, I, I honestly don't know if you can even get this because it was originally published published by Fifth Fifth Street Games, and I think we've talked about this before. Um, how they don't exist anymore. But it, Hyperbole Games publishes yes. it now. Yes, which is just, I think it's just Grant. Yeah. Um, it says you can also get it through Gamecracker. Um, I think originally it was print on demand and you could have gotten it that way, but I think that you now you have to get it through Hyperbole Games. Uh, yeah, uh, well, you know, I guess they still have it on their web store, which is, that's awesome. Um, I would describe this game. Oh, never mind. It's listed as it on, it's can, listed as sold out. You can get it on um, Amazon. Oh, well, great. It says there are only five left in stock. Oh, great. Um, well, uh, I would I would qualify this as a hand management Munchkin style game uh, about um, uh, about a wacky wacky farm. So the, uh, the reason I have not played it, I've heard it's really cute and really fun. Um, a lot of people might know this and a lot of people might not know this. Oh yeah. You hate the fact that they have eyeballs. Yeah. So I like, I like can, food okay, can art. You, can you, can, come here, come here. You're going to push him off the table. I am right? going to push him off the table. He's going to come right back up. He will. Okay. Oh, nope. I spooked him. Yep. So Get spooked. Oh, go away. <laughs> yeah. Sit right there. That's, oh, 
it's gonna fall. Um, yes, so, they are anthropomorphic. They have eyeballs yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So, and, and and there are some foods that have faces that don't bother me as as much as others. Oh my God, cat. <laughs> anyway, so there's some foods with faces that don't bother me as much as others, but this this dates back to the veggie tails. Right. The veggie tails are right, kind of what stemmed it. Peter Cucumber. What's his name? Uh, Larry the Cucumber. Larry the Cucumber. When when he made that joke about get her done. No, but what? anyway, that's Larry the Cable Guy or whatever. But oh, anyway, you mean Mater the Cable Guy. Anyway, so the art on this is cute, but it also kind of freaks me out. Yes, I understand that. So that's partially what kept me from wanting to play it because the art kind of freaks me out. Well, you know, I have not played the Farm Fresh edition. I haven't played the new like 2.0 version, um, but I've played the original version and I mean, this might honestly be the most farm game that's on this list. So you like Bonanza style, play a card down in your quote unquote field, Mm -hmm. and then you could fertilize it. You can grow it, uh, which is all good and fine, but it's a take that style game. So I can ruin your crop. I can be like, um, um, well, um, I guess I'm gonna play this card on you and it kills all your crops. So suck it. Which, you know, that's too bad. Um, like there's a, like there's gophers that get involved. There's, uh, I want to say there is a tornado. Um, but all of the, the plants I think are pretty cool. They're all really funny. The art's really awesome. But yeah, if you're freaked out by plants with eyeballs, and like some some food with faces bothers me less than others, but um, what about pizza skull? What pizza skull? The heck is pizza skull? Pizza skull. It's exactly what it sounds like. It sounds terrifying. Well, yeah. I mean, he's a guy that. Yep. Sounds like something I would not care. It's for. a giant floating skull made out of pizzas that loves eating pizza. It sounds awful. And he has pizza powers. I mean, um, that are derived from eating pizza. I mean, I hated Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Hated it. Yeah. Aqua Teen Hunger Force freaked me out. That's fair. <laughs> uh, that's fair. I, I don't think it's called Aqua Teen anymore. I think they called it like. Because they change the name of it every season towards they, the end there. Did they? I, I didn't know yeah. because obviously I didn't um, watch it. Meat Wad was super creepy. Well, okay. I don't think he's. Okay. Because <laughs> he was like a Meat Wad, but he had a cute voice and it was just. Yeah. Wrong. Um, let's see. And Frylock was creepy too. Uh, Aqua Unit Patrol Squad 1, Aqua oh something, God, you know, whatever. Aqua TV Show Show, Aqua Teen Hunger Force Forever. Oh my god. Wait a minute, did you say there was one that was just, you know, whatever? Aqua something, you know, whatever. Oh my god. So stupid. (laughs) That was the title for the ninth season. So like, food with faces that don't bother me. Like, um, the cute little faces on the food in, um, Sushi Go? Um, mm mm-hmm. That, that doesn't bother me. Okay. But, like, on vegetables it's bad it's not so much on vegetables <laughs> although there is, I, i'm just there does uh, seem to be a pattern 
I'm just trying to figure out like, <laughs> like where do we draw the line here? I don't where know. do we draw the line? I don't know. Well, anyway, if you want to play Farmageddon, don't play it with John D. I think it's actually on Tabletop Simulator. I think I've seen people playing it on there. Um, we talked about that in the previous episode. Um, I doubt that it's an officially sanctioned version, but you know, if you want to try it out, apparently the game is sold out from the publisher. So, and I don't, I don't want to misrepresent my feelings. Morally ambiguous. Yes. That's essentially what I was going to say. He's not going to lose money if you play it online because you can't buy it from him anyway. Yes. It's morally Um, ambiguous, but uh, we will not endorse it or not endorse it. I don't know. It's morally ambiguous, Jared. Okay. (laughs) Leave it alone. Okay. Fine. Um, Well, you know. Moving on. Farmageddon is a very similar game to Bonanza. Which we're going to talk about now. Yeah. That's why. This is the segue. Yes. This isn't me just making conversation, Johnny. That's a purposeful segue. Segue? Segue. Yes. A segue. Yes. So Bonanza is a is, game that's far too long. It is. I really like it, but it does take a really, really long time to play. I think the official like on the box, it says like 45 minutes. It does say 45 minutes, which even at 45 minutes, it does for the experience of the game. It even seems a little long. Yeah. So it's a great game. It really is a great game. But after about 30 minutes, you're kind of done. Well, and there's also like 400,000 different oh versions God, of it. There are so many expansions. Oh, is that me? Um, yes. Whoop. Oh, it sure is. Um, but there, I don't know. There are a lot of expansions, which I don't know that expansions are needed for the game unless they make the game shorter. Um, so I have a couple of different versions, um, but I've never mixed them together since they all play exactly the same and you can play them on their own. I mean, not all of them, but the ones that I have, there's like like 40 expansions, Mm -hmm. which you can play by itself. Yes. So I have not mixed it in with Bonanza, but so the game, the thing that I find interesting about the game, so you are, you're, the cards are like, you're, they're beans beans. and they are also anthropomorphic. Yes. Which, honestly, they look more Veggie Tales than Farmageddon did. They do, and I don't love the art, but I can play the game because I like it. Um, so I see how it is. So we draw the line at whether or not you have. I would play. Fun. I would play Farmageddon. I just haven't. Okay. I'm just. I'm just trying to figure out like, if I make a game, that's just, if the point of the game is to take p- different pieces of pizza. And put different faces on them, like 40 hats for 40 cats, but it's 40 faces for 40 pizzas. If you're specifically <laughs> putting faces on things, I might not play it. <laughs> just, just, yeah. Anyway, um, so in this one, the game, you are literally farming beans. I mean, the game is falls right into the farming yeah. theme because that's literally what you're doing. You're making bean farms. Um the thing that I find really interesting about the game is, you, you know, when you get cards in your hand, generally you want to rearrange the cards. Yeah, you it's, can't do that. It's something that you automatically want to do. And in this game, you have to keep the cards in your hand in the order that they go into your hand. You cannot rearrange the cards. And I find that to be a really interesting mechanic. Well, it especially sucks if you're like, all right, I've got this. I've got my move planned out. And then, oh, you're forcing a trade with me. Cool. 
Well, now I've got a bunch of cards in my hand that I don't want to do anything with that I can't get rid of and I have to play them. Thanks, John D. Yeah, yeah. Which is what you did to me. Yeah, so the game is basically, it's like hand management, set collection, and there's a lot of trading in this game. So you yeah. really, the, the game, it's, it, there's really a extensive trading and deal making in this game. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Um, there's also a new version uh, coming out this year. Is there? Uh, there's a junior version yep. of the game, which I personally don't think is really very junior. It's not. I tried to play it with my nephews and they did not get it. And it was supposed to be junior, and I almost was like, this is not, this is almost exactly the it, same. Yeah, it's exactly the same. So, yeah. yeah. They didn't do a very good job of dumbing the game down for kids. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you could do to dumb it down. I don't either, but why did they why did they do that? Like why did they package know. it Bonanza Junior if they weren't going to make it easier for kids? Like why even bother? Well, you're not wrong. I mean, it's still a long game. Yes. And kids are not going to sit there for an hour. Adults to play aren't going to sit game. there. No. What, remember when we played, we made a rule that instead of going through the deck three times, it's just like, okay, go well, through the deck one time and go we're through done. and you're done, which, yes. you know, that's one of the things that I like about board games is if something doesn't work for you, you can change it. Yeah. If you're playing a video game and you're like, wow, this isn't fun anymore because I have to grind levels to find out what happens next in the story. That's not fun. Right. But right. if a board game is like, man, this sucks that you have to go through this three times. Oh, actually, you don't. You, you, you just you're done. You decide that you're done and you're done. And then you pick up the board with all the spaceship parts and you dump it back in the box and you say, well, I hate this game. I'm never playing it ever again. Right. <laughs> and then you play Bonanza instead. Yeah, because I think I think we played Bonanza the same day that you played Galaxy Trucker for the first time. We did. Wasn't a great night. <laughs> I think that was the also the first night that you played pitch car. I was getting ready to say we also <laughs> played pitch car. So yeah, it's great night. So much fun. It was. It was. Yeah. And we played uh, what Space Cadets Dice Duel. Oh my god! And that we guy did. punched you in the boob. He did. Oh my god! I forgot about that. And then he was like super embarrassed, which was yeah. hilarious. Well, anyway, that's Bonanza. <laughs> Um, okay, no, but, but, but really though, Bonanza, I think was a great game several years ago, Yeah. but now there are lots of games that do the take that mechanic better. Yeah. I'm hesitant to use the word better, but yeah, better is the word that I want to use. Uh, yeah. Uh, and we're not going to tell you what games those are because, um, this is the episode about farming games, not take that games. And they're not farming games. Yeah. So, so take that. Garden dice. Yeah. Another um, dice game. Not about a garden. Sure I, I, you know, in 2014, I was making everybody play this game. I mean, I remember seeing it and I remember like thinking about playing it, but I honestly am not a hundred percent sure I played. Well, it. we're definitely going to have to play it because it's, I mean, I like dice games. Yeah. So honestly, I'm surprised I haven't played it. I am too don't think i have well um i mean it really doesn't like when i'm, I'm looking at pictures of it and like 
I'm looking at it out of the box mm-hmm. and it really does not look familiar. But I, I looking at the box, I know I've seen it. But I don't think I've played it. Well, the way garden dice works is you roll four dice that are wooden. Um, I had to replace my dice because um, the pips weren't put on correctly on two of the sides. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, but you, you roll dice and it tells you like a coordinate system of where you can place things. And, uh, you know, you pick one of your vegetables and you can plant, you can water, you can uh, harvest. And there's so there's a unique mechanic in the game where there's a trickle down economy. Mm-hmm. So if you choose to water, say, a five value plant, if there's a four adjacent to it, it also gets watered. If there's a three adjacent to that, it gets watered. If there's a two, it gets watered. So you can chain a bunch of them together. You can be like, all right, I've got a bunch of things grown here. I'm going to water them and everything grows because it goes, all right, this five grows, this four grows, this four grows, this four grows. Um, they each have threes connected to them. So they grow and then they've got, they've got a two that grows, a one that grows and another one that grows. And then when you harvest the, it trickles down as well. And it's not just your player color that matters if i plant a four next to your five and you harvest or grow i get credit for that as well now you'll get a bonus point if you trigger mine so it's advantageous to you to maybe water your plant that also waters my plant but ultimately i'm going to get more points out of it okay so you can you can be like okay well i want to grow this five because i it's on like a two times point value so I'm going to harvest this, um, which unfortunately harvests yours, and you also get points, but not as much points as I get. Okay. I mean, it sounds fun. It is. Uh, it's, a, it's a kind of tight game, actually. Uh, if you screw up with your planning, uh, very often you will not be able to recover because it'll just take extra turns to recoup like, okay, well, I bought tomato seeds this turn and I should have grown because now you've planted in a place that makes it so you'll get more points than me if I grow. Uh, well, I really screwed up here, didn't I? Um, there's also some direct player, I guess, attacking. So there's a bird and a rabbit. Mm-hmm. The bird can eat seeds. The rabbit can eat like grown plants. So if maybe you are in my way, I will use one of the animals. And there's also a stone thing. I'm, I'm making a whatever. With his finger. That's uh, uh, that blocks growing in the. I want to say it's a two-player game that you use those in. You also have a scarecrow that can prevent the animals from attacking you. I mean, um, that makes sense. That's you've got a sundial. Yes. You've got a sundial that lets you add or remove pips to okay. a die. You okay. can transfer some pips around. Okay. And uh, it's it's a set collection game with tile placement and I mean, that's really dice cool. rolling. I mean, that's really cool that you, they've got a little bit of tile and set collection mm-hmm. into a dice game. I mean, it sounds really yes. neat. Yes. Yes. And I, I guess you've never played it. Does I not, was making everybody play this does game. Does not sound familiar at all. You know, like five years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it came out. It was on Kickstarter in like 2012. 
I mean, I remember seeing it. I remember seeing it in the store. And I just don't remember playing it at all. It, uh, it's enjoyable. I, I, there was a guy that was working on like a space re-theme and I don't know if that ever came about. Um, well actually, nope, it's not nothing in the forum here. So maybe, uh, maybe that, nope. Nope, don't see that in the file. So maybe he gave up on that because uh, I don't know how it would have worked. How do you how do you make that space? Planets? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an astronaut. Farming in space? I don't know. Yeah, I guess Terraforming. so. Terraforming? Garden dice. But yeah, it, I don't think it's available in retail anymore. Um, there's a copy here that I see that's in the BGG marketplace for like 20 bucks so if that game sounds cool to you which by the way it is pretty cool um that might be one of your last chances to get it um what the heck what this guy like uh okay okay let's talk about something here for a second i just found a picture of someone playing this game in the in the bgg like photos the gallery Mm -hmm. there's a guy that's playing this game that didn't punch out the things weird yeah like why would you do that? right maybe it's a prototype maybe i don't know that's weird uh oh yeah no never mind this is a prototype because i can see when it was never mind well it's not weird anymore okay happy pigs Happy Pigs, Johnny. I also have not played that. This is a yellow game. It's super cute family. I, I have seen it. Oh, wait a minute. Have I played it? I don't know. I played it at Geekway a few times. Um, what are you doing, kitten? No, I haven't played this. Well, so it's called Happy Pigs. And you have to... Um, there's cards... And you have to make pigs. <laughs> um, can you explain that a little uh, bit, please? Okay. Okay. So. You have. Like. I mean, it looks like there's vaccines and nutritional supplements and birth amulets. <laughs> and feed. Oh, my God. There's mate cards. Seriously? There's. Mate. Oh, those are actions. Mate. There. So you have a like a pig pen and you've got pigs and you want more pigs. Well, if you use the mate action, let me just look. Okay. Happy pigs. Okay. Okay. Look, uh-huh. let's, let's just talk about this. This is a family friendly game, but there's a mate. Action. Look, you know, I think those are some happy pigs. If right it's there. on, <laughs> Johnny, you're just the worst. You know that? You know that? Am I wrong? Okay. Uh-huh. Well, you, you I mean, you, you want to, you want to make, <laughs> Jesus, Johnny. <laughs> you say, say that after my last call, you want to make pigs? 
Uh, there are promos slash expansions that add different animals that are not pigs, okay. but primarily the focus of this game is pigs. Um, but yes, John D, that's correct. You are racing. You are completing. You're competing on raising healthy pigs. Yes. You are pig farmers. Mm-hmm. And the actions are feed, mate, purchase, and sell. Yes. And the tools are vaccines, nutritional supplements, and birth amulets. Uh-huh. Yep. You can also go to, like, pig... Pig shows and sausage fests. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing that I was going to say, is um, you can also, like, show off your pigs and... Uh, look, j- look. Th- this... This is what pig. This is where pork comes from, John D. You eat pork, right? I mean, I've seen you eat bacon. Yes. <laughs> it looks like a sausage. Look, sausage fest. Bruno Catholic. Bruno. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I'm done. Bruno Cathala designed the two player rules okay okay look this is a quality game i don't care what you say no i'm not saying it's not (laughs) i'm just enjoying the jokes yeah that's the point that's supposed to be it's a game where you like buy and sell pigs Uh, i mean at a sausage fest where do you think pork comes from i'm not saying any i'm just saying what do you think it just double entendre there is funny oh mm-hmm 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 Okay, well, happy pigs yes. from yellow. Yes. Um, I don't, as far as I know, this is still available. Um, I don't know. Um, I know, let's see, Portal published it as well in Europe, I think. And then yellow published it here in Merca. Merca. Yeah. Well, okay, so. The pigs are different sizes because they they grow up. And so the bigger pigs, the more healthier pigs are worth more money. Oh, that was a noise that he made. Um, and, you know, you 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 want to just get nice pigs, show them off. And the player with the highest profit wins at the end. Um, according to John D, this is a game to laugh about. But I mean, it sounds really fun. It is. Well. It is. I, I don't own it. But uh, the jokes sound hilarious. I've only played like demo copies of it. And I, I just I never got around to buying it. But you know what? I'd pick it up. Yeah. I mean, it sounds really cute. Yep. OK. Well, great. Um, I don't want to talk about this next one because I don't actually know enough about it to talk about it. So how do you feel about that? Hospital connect. You just wanted me to say it. That's the only reason you put it on the list. I've played it once. Okay. I played Hospital Connect once. Hospital Connect. And I don't think I can explain it enough. It's a farm game. It is. Okay. Um, Fair. Well, it's a coal. Okay. So it's a coal mining game that has farming aspects. Does that make sense? Um, Yes. Sort of. Well, thematically, you're a farmer, 
and someone has found coal on your land and you have to exploit that. Um, this is based on real things. The Ruhr Valley in Germany. This is a, a historically accurate game. Um, and it doesn't really have any RNG. It's just whether or not you can tr- strategize. Okay, cool. Well, uh, that's the end of that. Um, and you don't know anything about this, uh, this Meteoria game, right? Uh, no, but it looks like it has cool donkey meeples. Yes, that is what I wrote. And I like that's meeples. The, that is what drew me to the game originally. Um, so this game is set in Chile. Uh, I've heard this. Someone described this game to me. Um, and I didn't know they were talking about a game I already knew about. They just started talking about this game and they were like, Oh, it's like in Mexico. And it's not Chile is not Mexico. Absolutely (laughs) not. Uh, just in case you don't know, Mexico and Chile are different places. Yes. They might speak the same language, but they are completely different. Do they, do they speak Spanish in Chile? They they do. Okay. See, I I don't, I don't, I know somebody from Chile. And okay. he speaks Spanish. Okay. I mean, they might have different dialects. Yeah, yeah. But. I mean, that makes sense if they if they did. But, but okay. So it is a. It's got dice rolling. It's got worker placement. Honestly, John D, I think you'd like this game a whole lot. I do like worker placement, and it has cool. It has cool meeples. Yeah, the one that I have has little donkey meeples. Um, I'm not sure if that was just a Kickstarter bonus. Because I uh, I played the original version of this game um, that it's out of print. And then when they're like, hey, we're doing a second edition. I was like, oh, cool. I want that. So I got it. <laughs> because I'm an adult. And if I want something, I will buy it. Right. Right. Like you bought a roof today. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I had to buy a new roof. <laughs> that was that was fun. Uh, uh, to to be fair, we only paid forty percent of it. Well, we'll pay the other sixty percent upon within thirty days of, of completion. Uh, but that felt not good. It won't feel good when you play the pay the other sixty percent. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, okay, but yes. Uh, so it is a. Uh, I mean, it's a farming game, obviously, since. You know, there's farming, um, you know, I don't know if they're donkeys or cows or horses or whatever. I've just always assumed they're donkeys, but what color are they? Um, like a brown, Brown. but I mean, they're not, um, maybe they're mules. They probably are mules. I don't know. It's been a while since I played this. I think I've played it like twice. (laughs) So maybe I, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but, um, that is the, that was what drew me to to purchasing the game on Kickstarter was the little meeples. And if if you've ever played uh, Viticulture, the quality of the meeples in this game is very Viticulture-y, okay. which actually is on our list as well. I uh, also have not played Viticulture, but it's not there yet. Well, it's about making wine. Oh, well, I knew that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the game. Yeah. I've seen videos of the game. I've yep. not played it. Um. Well, we'll get to that in just a second. Um. Well, I mean, this is a good leeway to the game yeah so let's just talk about it okay well then let me move this up here um okay done let's so talk about viticulture, viticulture. 
Go ahead and talk about viticulture. It's about wine, making wine. Yeah. Um, I think, and I, I, I may be wrong, so please uh, tweet at me if I'm wrong, but I think this was the first published Stonemire game. I think. Um, at least it's the first one that I am aware of, but let me let me just double check that real quick. I can click on uh, this right here. And then... Oh, geez. Oh, geez, Uncle Rick. Um, yeah, it looks like Viticulture was, in fact, the first game that they published. So, hooray! All the way back in 2013. Um, and then quickly followed up by Euphoria. So, in typical Stonemeyer fashion, this game is extremely overproduced, which is not a bad thing. Um, it is um, set in Tuscany, and you it's a worker placement game. You are a vineyard. You have to choose to grow different things on your land. Um, so you can you, you can focus on like say you want to focus on tourism you can focus on tourism if you want to focus on actual like wine production you can focus on that there's lots of different paths to victory and there are the, the way that the expansions work is um, it's sort of like a legacy game there's the expansions are meant to be modular so you uncork them is the word that they use as you play. Well, I mean, that's a good term for a wine game. Yes. Um, I think, I think there's a new expansion coming out this year or it may have just come out. I'm not sure timing wise. Uh, but, but, uh, um, you know, this is one of those games where on the surface you look at it and go, why would you ever play a game about winemaking? I mean, there's a lot of themes where why would you ever play a game about X? Right. But honestly, viticulture, it's not a theme that I had ever thought about. Like, well, why isn't there a game about winemaking? I mean, like Concordia, sort of, but that's not, it's not what that's about. Um, Gosh, I hope I hope Jamie doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> I feel so embarrassed. Um, so let's not tell him. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's like I said, it's a worker placement game. Um, every time I've played, I've focused on a really suboptimal strategy because there there are so many different ways you can play this game. Um, what's that? What's that beer game? Oh, um, brew brew. Yeah, it's right here somewhere. I've seen it on your. On my floor. Mm -hmm. Oh, there it is. Brew crafters. Okay. So like in brew crafters, you know, you can focus on like turning your brewery into a restaurant or you can just focus solely on like bottling and selling beers just to distributors. You can kind of do that with viticulture. Um, If you want to focus on like upgrading your tasting room. Okay. Okay. Sure. You can get money by people coming in like checking out your wine. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's a very interesting experience and I would like to see them continue to support this game, but you know, it's been five years and they're 
still putting out expansions. So I will understand if they want to focus on some of their other library, like right. Scythe. I think they've announced Scythe has maybe like one more big expansion and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, it's hard. Like games only have, it's a market that's ever changing. Yes. And games only have so long before the, the, for the people in the industry, like not, not the publishers, like for the gamers, like lose interest. Yes. Even, even the games that are super popular, eventually, people move on to other things and it's harder and harder for game companies to keep people's interest. So even games like Scythe are eventually going to outlive their popularity. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I think there will always be some games will always have their, their evergreen popularity. Yes. Yes. There will always be evergreen games. I think that there will always be, there will always be a group that is dedicated to any game. You pick any game, any random game, let's say, uh, I don't know. Pick, pick one of these games, Johnny, just at random, pick a game. Um, yep. Dragoon. Dragoon. Okay. There's always going to be a group that that's their favorite game. That's the only game that right. everyone to play. But it's not enough to completely support like reprints of a game. Oh, over no, over. that's what no. I'm talking about. No, but there's always going to be a, a very like yes. with me and sorry sliders. Yes. Uh, that <laughs> Actually, game sucks. You've bought enough of sorry that sliders game, that you could probably convince the company <laughs> to keep reprinting it just for you. That game is terrible. It's yeah. not good. Right. But you know what? If somebody, Stop if somebody is, <laughs> if somebody is selling a copy of Sorry Sliders at a garage sale for $2, you bet I'm going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so Viticulture, even if they stop printing it, will always have some access um, because it is on Tabletop Simulator as official DLC. Uh, so like if some, if at some point, you know, 20 years from now, they're not printing Viticulture anymore, but the the servers for Tabletop Simulator are still up. Mm-hmm. You can still get it. You can play it. If after the robot apocalypse, the servers have survived, but the factories have not, mm-hmm. you will still be able to play Viticulture. Right. Which I think is one of the DLC that I own. So maybe when we start playing Tabletop Simulator and streaming it, that's one of the games we can play, John D. Yeah. And I can teach it to you. Yeah. And you can go, oh, that's that's pretty cool. Yep. And that that folks is coming hopefully by the end of the year. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll figure that out. We'll make an announcement. Stay tuned. Takenoko. I've played this one. <laughs> yes. I actually have the giant version of it. Yeah. Where is that? Um, oh, I see it. It's yep. right next to me. Yep. I have the giant version of it and Chibis, which is funny because it's the giant version of Chibis and ch- Chibi. Chibi means. And Chibi means. <laughs> Very small. Yes. My, cat, my cat's licking me. Yeah, he's he, he. We should make him an official official co-host. mascot. No, yeah. I don't know about official. a mascot. I he's think we've already, I think we've got a mascot, and that's an anthropomorphic piece of pizza with yes. dice is. for eyes. That's, yeah. But okay. we call him Pizza Coon. Tiberius. Tiberius is our official um, kitty cat co-host. Uh, he's one of them. One of them. We, we have also like, have Ginger and Sam. Oh, yes. Yeah, so sometimes have, Tabby. So we have four co-hosts uh flower is in here sometimes but yeah but she's not getting all up in the mic no like but Tiberius she does. still walks in here and goes 
Yeah. And so, that's what Takenoko is about. <laughs> so basically we have what? Seven co-hosts? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Well, and... and well, Drake, Drake and, and... Well, anyway, look. Anyway. look, look we have look. cat co-hosts. Takenoko. Um, so uh, Takenoko... What is Takenoko about, John D? Because I clearly don't know. Oh, please. Yes, you do. Anyway, so Takenoko No, is, don't you remember I gave the story wrong and we got an email about it when people used to email us angry things when we still read them? I don't remember you because, getting an email about okay, that. Okay, so the story of the game was... Oh, they, people got mad at you because you said that pandas lived in the wrong region. No, 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 no. It was because... So the Chinese emperor gave a panda bear to the Japanese emperor as a gift, and then the players are forced to take care of it. I said, this is a game that takes place in Japan and, and is about oh. Japan. It has a panda bear, even though those don't live in Japan. Pandas and not I bears. missed pandas are not bears. I missed that entire. Yes, you did. Uh, like it, it was a gift from the Chinese emperor. Yes. yes I, yes, you did miss that. So, um, in Takenoko, you're trying to care for a panda, but you don't want the panda to eat all of the bamboo because you are also trying to grow your bamboo to certain heights. So you are, it, it's kind of a resource management game. It's panda management. And well, but you're also <laughs> managing your, you're trying to grow your garden. Yeah. You have to grow the bamboo, but also feed the panda, but not have the panda overfeed because then your bamboo doesn't grow. So you're trying to water the bamboo and feed the panda and yeah, I mean it's farming and feeding your animal. Yeah, I can, so. I mean, so on on Board Game Geek it says theme gardening, which is you know what that's that's, fair. that's farming. That's close enough. Um, it's really cool, and the, the components are awesome, and the giant version is the exact same components, only giant, it's like five hundred times <laughs> the size. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I love it. Um, I actually when I got the giant version, I just got rid of my small version. Which maybe in hindsight wasn't a great idea, but um, yeah, you traded it at the trade table, didn't I did. you? I did. Yeah, it's gone forever. Gone forever, which is fine because I really like the giant version anyway. But uh, it, I mean, it's a really fun game, and it's really easy to play. It's it's not hard to learn how to play. Um, it's a uh, basically a hex tiling game, mm-hmm. and then you've got like the little the little um, pieces that are your pathway for your yes, water. the irrigation. Yeah, for yeah, the irrigation. Yeah. And you have a farmer guy that moves around to take care of your bamboo. I think he's I think he's taking care of the bamboo. Yes, because whenever he moves, he's uh, he's called the the farmer or the gardener. The gardener. Wherever he moves to, the bamboo grows in that spot and the adjoining spots. So whatever he's doing, whenever you move him, whatever he does, he grows the bamboo. I think I don't remember. It's been a while. Yes, that, um, that is what happens. So, and then there's, of course, the panda. The panda that eats the bamboo. That eats, your bamboo eats the bamboo, which sucks because you were trying to grow the bamboo in certain patterns to achieve goals. And then the panda comes along and eats it. And you're just like, oh, that's a super bummer. Because um, <laughs> you're like, oh, I almost achieved oh, this goal. that's a super bummer. Yeah, it's like I almost achieved this goal and got these points for this card. And darn it, that panda just ate the bamboo. But, you know, it's a really fun game and I like it a lot. So, Takenoko. Yes. Okay. So, this is another game that Johnny has never played. Um, And I honestly don't think that she would like it. So, here's the deal, right? In 19th century Scotland, there was a transition happening 
between the old way of life, which was heavily agriculturally based, to an industrial society. Um, the society, the new, like the industrialized part of the country relied more on trade and export. Anyway, this is a whole thing in history. Um, some genius decided to make a game about this. Uh, I put in the notes, this is a farming game without any of the plants because if you know anything about Scotland, sheep. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sheep. So you are raising sheep. You are getting like linens and stuff. Uh, there's some food production. There's alcohol involved in the game. Like not actually like alcohol, but like breweries and stuff. Um, whiskey. Okay. Let's go. I mean, whiskey, Scotland. Okay. It's whiskey. Um, this is a, I would call a heavy Euro, which means that Johnny doesn't want to play it. She's making a face right now. I mean, like I would, mm. I would try it, but you're right. I probably would not enjoy it. I like to medium euros. I'm okay with, but heavy, not really my thing. So here's something that might change your mind. The advertised playtime, I believe is half an hour per player. So theoretically, so it wouldn't be that awful, right? It's not like a five hour long game, but I mean, it's, you know, it's still a little complicated. Um, there's a lot of replay because the board is modular. Honestly, there's there's economy stuff going on here. I mean, it's a Euro game, so there's a lot happening. Um, so my problem with a lot of Euro games is... Um, did I say the name of this game? I don't remember if I did. Clans of Caledonia. Yeah. I don't remember if I, if I just started talking sure. about Scotland. <laughs> not sure. I don't remember if I just started talking about Scotland and didn't introduce the game it's possible so my biggest problem with a lot of euros and it's not that i don't like euros because there are admittedly a lot that i do like but my biggest problem with them is there's a lot of counting in them yes and i don't generally enjoy counting and it's because and we and everybody that's played games with me knows this i'm not good at adding things and i'm not good at math that is true and so then i get really flustered johnny how many people are in this room shut up <laughs> Well, I get really flustered when everybody else can add their scores and add things in the game very quickly. And I'm sitting here having to like count on my hands or like I can't add things as quickly. And I get really flustered and I get really embarrassed. And so that's just something that is a drawback for me is all of the counting that generally happens. And the heavier the euro is, the more counting there tends to be. So for me, that's that's one of the biggest drawbacks in a euro for me. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, that I could definitely see that happening here because there's, I mean, it's a euro, so there's money involved. Like I could send you this the picture of the player board, and you would go, "What? <laughs> what? Actually, let me do that because I think this is a sight to behold." Um, okay, here you go. I I put a link on there whenever you're done taking a picture uh, of the cat. Uh, <clears throat> well, people need to see our new co-host. Oh yeah, they do. Uh, honestly, I'm hesitant to recommend this game, but what I can do, and we don't talk about Tabletopia very often, but this is one of the games that is available 
on Tabletopia to play for free. Um, oh yeah, he's making a cute face. Um, this is this is one of those games that you can try it online to see if you like it, and um, if you don't like it, you know, obviously don't buy it. But I I think I want to say it's like a fairly expensive game, but it's got a bazillion components. So check it out on Tabletopia. See if you like it. Um, and, and keep in mind, if you've never done a digital tabletop game before, like Tabletopia or Tabletop Simulator, you're not just going to be able to log on and the game's going to teach you how to play it. Oftentimes, it's just literally a digital representation of a game and you have to do everything yourself and it doesn't walk you through. So keep that in mind. Don't don't, don't get angry at me whenever you log on. And you're like, why, why isn't there any AI? The game's broken because first of all, I didn't make it. Right, Johnny? <laughs> that is correct. <clears throat> but no, uh, it's. It is a very heavy game. You've got cows, you've got sheep, you've got distilleries, you've, I mean, there's cheese really involved. Heavy. Yes. Um, and it comes with 16 cows. God, in four I different player colors. I can't pick up one cow. <laughs> That's real heavy. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, yes. So players play as actual historical clans. So this game was, was actually researched. It wasn't just they said, well, we've got this game. Let's put it in Scotland. I mean, they went through and they, you know, figured out clans and their tartans and and whatnot anyway okay great well check it out don't check it out i'm not your dad i can't tell you what to do i'm not even in the same scottish clan as you got him what are you doing to him trying to keep him from getting in my lap (laughs) you're just (laughs) i can't tell if he likes that Oh, yep, he does. He does. He thinks that you're petting him. (laughs) (laughs) So Johnny's just like. Holding my hand up. Yeah, she's just like pressing her entire hand against his entire face. And he's just like, oh, yeah, you're petting me. Thanks. (laughs) Anyway, Johnny, do you have a a recipe for us? I do. Great. So um, can't wait. Since we're talking about gardening and and uh, farming and stuff. Uh, I, I'm doing a, capri, a caprice stuffed avocado. Or, yeah, basically it's like a caprice salad inside of an avocado. Okay. Um, basically, it's kind of like a little portable garden. Um, that's pretty much all there is. If you like, <laughs> I mean, if you like caprice. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I mean, it, if you know what, what is what is what is a caprice? Um, you or caprice, as some people caprice. say. Um, basically it's, uh, tomatoes and, uh, mozzarella. Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes there's balsamic vinegar, balsamic vinegar, vinaigrette. Yep. Yep. And Um, olive oil. And olive oil. Yes. I mean, traditionally. Yes. It's pretty much all there is. You season it with salt and pepper. Yes. And then, but this is on an avocado instead of, this is in a hollowed out avocado. Okay. Instead of like a little Melba toast. Yes. And so basically it's like a little garden. Or a spinach leaf. Yes. I, I believe the place that we. Yeah, it was on a spinach leaf, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, I think so. Sounds right. Um, we went to a restaurant when we were at Origins. 
Yes. That Jondi's desperately trying to remember the name of. <laughs> Buka de Beffo. Yes. <laughs> um, and that we had we had uh, caprese salad. It was good. It was it was good. Yeah. But yeah, it was just a chunk of mozzarella and tomato. a slice of tomato on a spinach leaf. It was, it was really good. good. It was good. It was real good. So yeah, I mean this this is it, this does look really good except for the avocado. I'm not like a you're not huge a huge avocado fan. But I mean but no, you this can, looks great. It does. So uh it's got the little the little cherry tomatoes. Yeah. And little chunks of mozzarella. And it, it, it's uh relatively easy to make. And uh Yeah, you just kind of toss like, it in a bowl and then put it on an avocado. Yeah, it's like 10 minutes. It takes like 10 minutes to make. Cool. So um and I do want to caution you if you are buying a fresh avocado and doing this yourself for the love of God, don't chop your hand off when you're getting the pit out. Have you done that? I No, look, I have my hands. Oh, you have your hands. No, no, but I've, I've watched kitchen nightmare or whatever that show is called. Which I mean, there's kitchen nightmare. There's like, look, I, I watch the food network sometimes. Okay. I've yeah. seen people like not know how to do an avocado and they yeah. hurt themselves very, very badly. Yeah. Don't mess around with that. If you don't know what you're doing with that pit, uh, you know, just be careful. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and this is sort of in the same, the same rain. Um, we've got a Kickstarter here that I uh, want to talk to you about called <gasps> a burger game. Yep. Called I love food burger games. battle, a card game of strategy, sabotage and burgers. Cool. It is not funded yet. No, it is not. Um, it's about halfway there. Uh, but, you know, just it, we don't always pick Kickstarters that no, are extremely we don't. popular. I was just saying that it's not funded. There's yet, been some all. Kickstarters that I've talked about that I'm like, I know this isn't going to succeed at all. Like the um, Gwaki Talkie. <laughs> right. Well, there's the Christmas lights one that I really liked, yeah. but they actually got picked up by a publisher. Oh, later. that's awesome. So that's awesome. That uh, Trash Panda game that I really badly wanted also had that yeah. same. Same thing happened to it. Yeah. Um, so this pizza, I'm sorry, not pizza. Um, burger. Sorry. One of the burger things that I was, battle. one of the burgers that I was looking at was, um, yes, they are hamburgers. Um, so you, you get a burger recipe and you have to build your burger while keeping other players from building their burger. So you play battle cards that, will add and take away ingredients um, that are like um, this sounds like familiar reaction cards. Um, you can also play a burger bomb to explode someone's burger. So some of the action cards are like switching hands, um, destroy all burgers on the table. So this isn't burger up. It's not burger up. Okay. It's like if burger up was mixed with exploding kittens. Okay. Uh, which you know, might be good, might be bad. It depends on how you feel about take that games. I mean, I like take that games. I don't like exploding kittens. Well, but I like take that yeah. mechanics. I'd give it a try. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly like they took exploding kittens and made it hamburger right. themed. I mean, it, you just kind of use that as an right, example. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's not expensive. It's a $20 game and it's, I mean, it's it's like a double sized, d double tuck box sized games. So it's got about 150 cards 
Oh, exactly. It says exactly 150 cards. Sorry, I lied. Um, I think it's really cute. Uh, it's got the art is very minimalist. But like if if you've got a picture of mayonnaise or like ketchup and mustard, you don't need overproduced art. Correct. Like, this, OK, this art is very minimalist, but I think it works. Cheddar cheese is a square, a yellow square with yeah. a mild gradient on it. But it works. Yeah, because you look at it and you say, OK, that's yep, cheese. that's cheese. Yep. Provolone is a circle. Swiss cheese is a white square with holes in it. Pepper okay. Jack is a white yep. square with red flecks on it. I mean, but it works. Yeah. I mean, the, the art in this is very minimalist, but it works for this particular game. I think it looks real cool. I do, I do too. I think it works very well. And um, yeah, we'll have a link to that in the episode notes. There's a $2,000 pledge level. Mm-hmm. And they actually have a backer. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I wonder if those are. Them? If they, Yeah, if those are real. Yeah, because the $2,000 one is you get five copies of the game and the dude will travel anywhere in the continental U.S. and play it. With you and your friends. Yeah. And, and then, they'll grab a burger meal. And then, yeah, with and then you he'll take you to a burger treat. joint. That's um okay. Hardly yeah. worth it. But. Well, you know, maybe. <laughs> it depends on what the like if you if you Is he famous? Well, hold on now. It says we'll all grab a burger at your favorite burger joint. So here's what My I want you to do. My favorite burger joint is Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Right. Right. So you want to go to the place that has like the $2,000 hamburger with the gold flakes on it and the quail egg. Well, I don't know. It was on good mythical morning. Like $2,000 um, cheeseburger. Yeah, here it is. $2,000 cheeseburger. Oh, you know what? Okay. So I'm going to have him come here and play. Game night at and my house. And then go to Wendy's? No, 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 no. <laughs> But my favorite burger joint is in Paris. Oh. Because he did not specify that it has you to be You know what? You're right. But No, but he did specify, I will travel anywhere in the continental U.S. Oh, okay. Well, then my favorite burger place is in uh, Florida. Okay. Or okay. somewhere that's not here. It's, it's just a McDonald's, but it's in Florida? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> He said my treat. Yeah. I don't, I think, I think you're trying to invent a loophole here. Yeah, okay. So what you want to do is you want to go to, oh, never mind. The Glam Burger is only available in the UK. <sighs> uh, well, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse it is. Well, there's an Oregon based juicy food that has a $5,000 hamburger. So maybe you want to go there. Okay. Oh, it looks gross. It looks so <laughs> gross. Oh, Yuck. oh, it's so gross looking. I'll let you Google glam. I mean, like, it's not like a gross, like poop or anything. It's just, it is lobster poached in Iranian saffron and maple syrup coated streaky bacon also feature in the bun alongside beluga caviar and hickory smoked duck egg covered in gold leaf. The bun is also coated in gold leaf and seasoned with Japanese matcha and cream mayonnaise. That sounds It looks gross. (laughs) I'm not eating that. I think they just were like, what's the most expensive thing? Okay. It's got Kobe Wagyu beef and New Zealand venison. Himalayan salt. Who cares? Okay, look. Black truffle. 
just eat a hamburger, guys. Just, <laughs> just, just get a cow. Gross. Put it between some bread. <laughs> put some mustard on the it. The whole cow. Mm, maybe. Anyway. Jeez. So uh, until next time, Jared. You can eat a fifteen thousand dollar hamburger <laughs> and die. And dice. <laughs> <laughs>